So some updates on this case of a 10-year-old raped and brought to Indiana for an abortion. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Always good to be with you. Um, There have been some important questions about what happened and, and why. We knew we had the original story from the Indy Star, a story that I argue uh, to this day, I question, uh, I should say, whether it followed uh, any journalistic standards. I asked the questions, what are the vetting processes for a story? Were they followed here? And if they weren't followed, will anybody be fired? That is considered such an offense to the left. The Indiana Democratic Party lost their mind. My gosh, how dare Tony Katz question the story? I question lots of stories. When I see improper reporting or incomplete reporting, that's a, a better use of the word, uh, or be- better uh, said, I should say, um, I, I ask questions. Their argument is you can't ask questions. Believe all women, unless it's Tara Reid, in which case, don't believe all women. But what they really don't want you to do is be able to ask a question. Don't ever ask a question. They want you to live in fear of that, and they think they can somehow shame me. The, these people have no shame, and I'm not about to live under their standard of, of, of decency. They, they don't have one. But one of the questions that got asked is, why was this 10-year-old brought to Indiana when it seems that Ohio would have allowed an abortion in this case? Well, there's a yes and a no to that. If you take a look at Ohio's exceptions... It says uh, you can have an exception to prevent the death of the pregnant woman, to prevent the serious risk of the substantial and irreversible impairment of a major bodily function of the pregnant woman. Now, there's a question about whether a 10-year-old could even deliver a child. And the answer that I've found just from basic research is yes, but you're opening up a whole lot of issues. Whole lot of issues. Now, I'm not a doctor. I would need to talk to a lot of doctors and a lot of OBGYNs to be able to get an understanding of of what is here. But when you have those carve-outs in the Ohio law, which came into effect after the overturning of Roe v. Wade, there's a question as to whether or not the 10-year-old fits into either one of these categories. Now, you might say, oh, well, of course, this, this that's not the argument. The argument is how would a doctor see this in Ohio, and would they be willing to engage in an abortion procedure knowing they might lose their license or go to jail? In that scenario, they say, you know what, you need to go to Indiana because of Indiana's laws. So the question of why did this child have to come to Indiana is answered by the fact that the carve-outs in Ohio law can be regarded as ambiguous. It would take lawyers, and I'm not one, to be able to, to break through that. And it could be that Ohio now goes back and engages some more clarity to which they can do that. Here in Indiana... Of course, we've got the General Assembly that is having their special session. They're going to discuss this. I made the argument from day one that I see this as a state going with the nuance and going with a, a time frame and with exceptions. I, that's, that's how I view it, how they're going to go about this.
But you still will never get me to somehow think it's better off that the federal government says you can't do this. The usurpation of states' rights is absolutely wrong. Yes, abortion lovers, the usurpation of states' rights is always wrong. And states are going to have to make some tough decisions. Ohio may have to go back and rethink some of theirs. Todd Rokita, he is the attorney general. He has said that there's going to be an investigation of the doctor that helped this 10-year-old get an abortion. Now, from what we know, the uh, abortion was reported within the window. It was a three-day window, and it was reported in that three-day window. And I don't believe, based on what we now know, that there has been any violation of any law based on the reporting. However, there is something that has taken place because the doctor in this case, this the uh, I, I, again, I'm not. I don't know why I'm not using names. It's not like it's not reported. She said that the alleged rapist was approximately 17 in the official filing to the Indiana Department of Health. But the rapist was 27. So why would you say 17? Just a a, a typo? That that is a, a question that I would love to get answered. And if you say to me, what's the difference? Well, the difference could be whether or not the case is prosecuted or not. And whether or not uh, you have abortion uh, doctors who are not properly reporting stories to keep people from being prosecuted. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to ask that question either. Sure. I'll ask any question I choose anytime I want. And that's where we get to part three. I brought it up earlier. Let me say it again. The political left doesn't want you to ask a question unfettered abortion at all times, no questions asked. If you question any reporting, you're the enemy. I honestly am unworried about what they call me, unworried about what the pseudo-intellectuals who run the Indiana Democratic Party say about me. The reporting from the Indy Star at the first had holes in it, and that's what people noticed, and that's what I shared. I don't feel bad about that. I'm glad there's been an arrest. I wonder if the noise had not been made on this story, if an arrest would have come. Maybe it would have. But if this is now going to get more conversation into what kind of laws do we want and the importance of states being able to do this, well, I'm all in favor. How about the fact that it was somebody who was here illegally? Is this going to now lead to a a conversation about how we better enforce laws at the border? I would hope so. Ask questions. Don't ever, ever be afraid to do so. Ever.